podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi and welcome along to AFTV Transfer Daily, the show that keeps you up to date with players that have been linked with a summer transfer move to Arsenal. Talking of summer, I've got to thank um, everybody that I met down there yesterday at Wimbledon. I was at Wimbledon yesterday. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, so many Arsenal fans. Big up to Mohamed. He was the first Arsenal fan I met um, when I was parking my car, and he was so excited about Declan Rice. Um, to all the Gooners that I met at Wimbledon, it was absolutely brilliant. And what a day it was, man. I mean, getting to watch Djokovic live in the flesh. Um, I saw a City fan there, and he described Djokovic as Man City in tennis. And you know what? You can't argue, man. He's cold, and he's, he's a winner. And that's where Arsenal are aspiring to get to, trust me. Also got to say congratulations going out to Emil Smith-Rowe as the England under-21s made it to the final of the uh, under-21s Euros. He's played an integral part in that. He had an assist in the game last night. They won 3-0 against Israel and they go to the final. I think they take on Spain. So good luck to them in the final. But Emil Smith-Rowe really fine in form in this tournament and that's great news for Arsenal um, in the season going forward. Also great news was yesterday's announcement that the Durian Timber deal has been sealed with Ajax. Um, we remember a couple of weeks ago, Arsenal put in this sort of shock bid. It came out of nowhere. Um, I think it was David Ornstein who broke it at the time that Arsenal had bid £30 million for um, Durian Timber. Um, that was rejected, but they've now settled on a deal worth £34.3 million plus £4.3 million in add-ons. Um, so Jurian Timber will become an Arsenal player. Great signing for Arsenal. Uh, Manchester United's number one target last summer, remember. Um, and for Arsenal to pull this off is, is, is impressive, especially at that fee. It's not a bad fee for an international player, a player of his age and a player who's on the up. So another great signing by Mikel Arteta. And of course, the Declan Rice one, we're all waiting on the announcement. We're all waiting on the the video and stuff like that. By the way, when that gets done, watch out for our video. It's going to come out on it. Cecil's, he's done himself. Listen, it's unbelievable this time, right? Um, but Declan Rice um, and Timber, as long as they pass their medicals, will be signing on for Arsenal. And uh, I noted yesterday, uh, Danny Murphy was speaking to Five, um, Five UK, and he said that um, he ran into Declan Rice at the weekend and the Declan Rice is absolutely buzzing about the move and described Mikel Arteta as being magical. Um, so all bodes well. Great that he's looking forward to the challenge. We're all looking forward to seeing Declan Rice at Arsenal. And um, I bet Arsenal can't get wait, can't wait to get started. Arsenal, what I've loved about this transfer window, have a clear strategy in so many windows over the years. There's been no strategy. It's just been get rid of players. At the start of the window, take ages to do that because so many of the players are worth nothing, or so many of the players literally you got to off, you know, get offload them for free, and then right at the end of the window, go bargain hunting and see what you can get and bring in, or go even worse. This is go panic buying just to kind of appease the fans and do something, right? But last we saw it in the last transfer window with Arsenal. Um, well, the last two transfer windows of Arsenal, we're seeing it again. There's a clear strategy. Phase one of the strategy, get players in before pre-season. Your main targets, go after them early, get them in and give them a full pre-season. So 
210 million pounds spent. Kai Havertz, 65 million, 105 million on Declan Rice, and now up to 40 million on Timber. All in early, all will be able to do a preseason, all will be ready for that first game of the season when we take on Nottingham Forest. That is definitely phase one. Phase two, keep the players that you've got that are really, really good. So signing Sakharon to a long-term contract was was great bit of business, very important business, especially what you saw Saka did for England, you know, um, just after the season finished. So that was a great bit of business. Signing Saliba, that's set to be announced um, very shortly, but Saliba has agreed a, a long-term deal. One of our best players as well, um, best defender, signed on to a long-term deal. No divering throughout the summer, no people hovering around, could he go, could he stay, right? Done. Sealed at the early in the transfer window. And also Reese Nelson, who's going to have his new contract announced as well. Long-term contract, he signed four years with an optional for one more year. Um, there were teams in France, there were teams in the Premier League, in Italy, who were all interested in Reese Nelson, who could have walked away to any of those for free, but he's decided to stay at Arsenal, and that's great news. But that is phase two, what Arsenal's doing, keeping hold of those great players. Ethan Anwenieri, even the young talent who could have moved, they tied him down to a new scholarship deal. Then he's going to sign a new deal when that finishes um, at the end of next season. Tied down. That's great. So there's stability there. And in phase three now, I think, and phase four is going to be two things. Phase three is going to try, be try to recoup now some of the money that they've spent. £210 million spent. How much of that money can be recouped in doing good transfer business? And then phase four, I feel, is then looking out and seeing if there's any other great talent out there that's obtainable by Arsenal. Um, or being able to react to any player that may leave. Like, you know, if Thomas Partey leaves, then they can move in for a Lavia, etc. So a clear strategy, and I like this, and this is what's so important um, in, this, in this transfer window. It's been so impressive so far. So um, long may it continue. And as part of that uh, sort of phase three, as I said, you know, getting rid of players. We spoke about this one yesterday, Xhaka going to be moving on. It looks like uh, he's going to be going to Bayer Leverkusen. Arsenal should be able to get a fee of around about £21.5 million, um, recoup that back and get that back into the coffers, which would be good. Didn't really want Granit Xhaka to go, but I get it. I understand it. In the last year of his contract, Leverkusen offering him like four years. He's hit his 30s now. It's security for the player. It's First team football play, football for the player. And it's a good amount of money for Arsenal. <coughs> Excuse me. Another player, Nuno Tavares. Um, looks like he's going to be on the move. Uh, he's wanted by Galatasaray, we know. But West Ham said to be showing a big interest in Nuno Tavares. Arsenal have set a price of, a price of around about, well, depending on where you're reading it, it's starting from about 21 million to 25 million that they want for Nuno Tavares. Now, Tavares is said to be uh, holding out for a more important offer. Um, that would really piss West Ham fans off, a more important offer. Um, but um, Arsenal will want to sell Nuno Tavares. And if they can get that sort of money in for him, again, great bit of business, Moved on a player who was on loan all season last year. 
good player, but probably not going to, you know, get first team football at Arsenal. Best to move him in and cash in on him. Is somebody that we can sell for money, which we haven't had all the time over the last few seasons. And then there's a whole host of other players. We don't know what's going to happen with these players, but these players could all be linked in in a phase three in Balligan, um, Tierney. Is he staying or going? Rob Holding. Again, Thomas Partey, we don't know if, if he goes out, but I, I, we'll have to get someone in to cover him. It will have to be maybe a Lavia or someone, but what's happening with Partey? They're going to be trying to resolve that. Pepe, um, you know, Cedric is still at the club. I'm sure they're going to move him on. Runnison, I couldn't believe he's still at the club, but, you know, Runnison's still here. Austin Trusty, who spent all season last year on loan at Birmingham City, did really, really well, by the way. And we'll have a lot of suitors for him if Arsenal want to move him on as well. So Austin Trusty, if they can get a lot of these sales done, they could generate up to £100 million or more in sales and, and, and also, in particular, save a lot of money off the wage bill, which is really, really important for Arsenal. Um, is one of the reasons why they've been able to spend so much money um, already this summer is because they don't have that massive wage bill that they've had in the past. But who else are they going to move for in that sort of phase four and, you know, identifying talent and maybe players they can bring in? I spoke yesterday about Jeremy Fringpong of Bayer Leverkusen. Um, those rumours still persist today. The Arsenal, um, you know, are interested in him. Um, apparently held talks with him as well. Leverkusen, though, are going to want a lot of money for this guy. Um previous Celtic player, 40 to 45 million pounds, we're being told. It's going up all the time now. Um, one player that it doesn't look like Arsenal will be getting who they've been looking at is Arda Gula. Um, when I say looking at, I think they've made inquiries, but I don't think they were going to go full in for him. Looks like he's on his way to Real Madrid. So Arda Gula, the talented uh, kid from Fenerbahce, heading um, to Madrid. Also, Xavi Simons. Remember I spoke about Xavi Simons and how he's got this uh, sort of buyback clause, this weird buyback clause inserted into his contract at PSV. He was previously at PSG, and um, they've got this clause where if they activate it, they can buy him back for €6 million. Euros. That's all, about £5 million. Pounds. They can buy back Xavi Simons, and apparently they are activating it, and it's going to fall down to the player. He decides if he wants to go back or not, but they're going to activate it, and um, he could be on his way back to PSG, which would knock out any chances of him being signed. Now, what about this one? Dusan Vlajevic of Juventus. Remember when Arsenal were trying to sign him? I think it was £75 million we were offering up. Um, this is all before we got Jesus. He turned us down. This is when he was at Fiorentina. He went to uh, Juventus, and you have to say he's been very unflattering. He's he's not really worked out at Juventus. I mean, don't get me wrong, Juventus has been a bit of a nightmare club over the past couple of seasons with him getting docked points and all kind of stuff going on um, off the pitch. But on the pitch, he has not delivered goal-wise for Juventus, not in the prolific way in which he was moving when he was at Fiorentina. Now, Calcio Mercato uh, publication over there in Italy claimed that his agent... Darko Ristic um, has been in talks with a few clubs in the Premier League. Um, those clubs are Arsenal, 
Chelsea and Manchester United. Indeed, we heard that Chelsea um, put in a bid of fifty-two million pounds for him, but that was turned down um, by Juventus. They're looking for a lot more money um, for him, and they are willing to sell him, and he is willing to move on. And it looks like his agent is trying to hawk him around various different clubs, and you know, how things change, eh? And Arsenal are are one of those clubs that he's been hawking him around. Now, if you speak to a lot of Arsenal fans, and as I said, I was at Wimbledon yesterday, a lot of them are saying to me, Robbie, I think we need a striker. We need a striker. Should Arsenal go back in for Vlajevic? I mean, are these talks, is there any sort of substance in it? Do you think that Arsenal are going to be going back in for him? I'm not sure on this one. And listen, we've got Gabriel Jesus in there now. Um... I guess, listen, if we move Balogun on and we got a big fee for him, Vlajevic could become definitely viable. And as I said, there are the, there are the links there. Calcio um, Mercato saying that Arsenal are definitely interested. It's one of these ones we're going to have to keep an eye on. It's the phase four one, isn't it? Where Arsenal are looking at certain talent that emerges. But certainly when you talk about bringing in a striker, there's not a lot of top strikers out there in European football at the moment that aren't already established at a club. And um, he's one of them. He's going to garner a lot of interest over the summer and could also make a move for him. He's said to favour a move to Bayern Munich and, and his agents are trying to push him out there as well. But let's wait and see how that happens. But as I said, that publication claiming that his agent um, has had talks already with Arsenal and they'd won a lot of money. Um, no doubt they'd probably won about £75 million. Pounds. Um, so it'd be a big outlay. Let's see what happens with that one. So still exciting times at Arsenal. We're still waiting on these big announcements to happen. But Timber, um, Rice, and um, we've already got Havertz. I mean, we're off to a good start. Thanks for watching the show. Don't forget, you can uh, stream this as well and listen to this as a podcast, right? So uh, make sure you check that out as well. But thanks for watching the show, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Shop for AFTV merch at shop.aftv.co.uk. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, and Twitch. We've got content for every platform, so check it out. Sports Social Podcast Network.